Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, that is not a fun way to start the show. I just found out that the guy that sang like my first song that I ever knew is dead. Seriously, Saturday Night by the Bay City Rollers. Really? That's, I remember being like three years old and seeing the record. It had like little tartan on it oh, because all that, the tartan they were going, they were kind of going right? for the Scottish thing, right? Oh, I, okay. I just got to hear the song yeah. right, right here. All right, he's right gonna now. play it. And then we'll That's play, perfect. Then That's we'll play um, the, the theme song. Please, <laughs> everybody, the Barney song, you know. Yeah. Well, but he learns this. Well, he, here's a song that children everywhere should learn. It's Britney. Witch. That's right. <laughs> oh, she's back. Also, for people playing at home today, uh-huh. it's not Saturday night. If you're confused like me and you don't know the day of the week, it's Thursday. It's, it's Thursday, Thursday, the 22nd. Ah, okay, good to know. I mean, serious. We need to know these things. And, by the way, Earth Day. Of yes. course. I love your green tree on some that you yep. wore today, the mossy you know, I, bits that you have going on in your shoulder pads. I kissed each tree as I drove in. Uh-huh. That's why it took me so long to get here. That- <laughs> Mwah. We've been celebrating nah. Earth Day since 1970. Um, celebrating is a weird word for it that. It is. I remember, like, at school, um, didn't we have to plant, tre- we planted trees. Did we you did do, you do little, the little milk box? Like, you milk, didn't cut milk, the, yeah, yeah you we cut do your, different yeah. things. Wait, does good, Brittany say milk like you do, too? Didn't you just hear it? I'm thrilled. I know, I say do. Say it again. No. Yeah. I'm, not your, I'm not your guys' <laughs> and little pr- puppet. Fine, Prince, milk. Prince. I say milk because it's less weird than milk. But you say it like me, milk. <laughs> I know. I know. Let us own our okay. deficiencies We're here. Terrible. Prince Harry is honoring uh, Prince Philip, his grandfather. He's celebrating an Earth Day Um. Narrate, narrating a conservation video. You can watch that somewhere, I think. Um, I bet you can watch it on um, Netflix. I'm lying. I don't know where you can watch it, but he's already working. I bet he did that. I bet that was in the can. So there's a I, prince. I, you're telling me there's a Prince Harry Earth Day video? There is. Okay, I'll find there it. There is. You, you'll, you find, you'll find it. Hi, this is Harry, but I want to know what marshmallows <laughs> are doing for um, Earth Day. What? Not really, but for vegans out there. Mm. Okay, so marshmallow brand Yum Yamalo. Okay, okay? Yum Yamalo. Yamamalo or something oh. is making vegan marshmallows. Now, I just, when I read this, I thought, well... That doesn't. That seems fine, but I never knew what marshmallows were made of. Yeah, I was going to say, I assume they are vegan. That's what I thought. Hmm. But here are what is in a marshmallow. And I, like, freeze the colored marshmallows. You freeze everything. But the mini ones, and then you can eat them hard, and they're kind of chewy. Yeah. And I think not a lot of fat. Well, here's the deal. They're made with gelatin, 
which contains skin, ligaments, and tendons of pigs. Hmm. I did not know that. I didn't either. Now, this is just turning me off. Yeah. To, oh, do you, mm, s'mores. I love a s'more. Can so I have like some extra burned. ligaments? I know. Mine? It doesn't sound good, does it? But the Yamalos, the new recipes made with sugar, cornstarch, rice, protein, and vanilla, which is what I would already have thought they were made from. But the pig ligaments is turning me off from that diet uh, need, that I got, candy need. I got a hot take. S'mores, overrated. <laughs> okay, it's the process. It it's is the, the process. process. So can't we at this point, the like we're smart like people, They're can't s'mores. we think of another thing Wait, to do? Do over the, okay, over a campfire? Yeah, because s'mores are kind of garbage, hard to eat, don't mm. really mix well. But when you get the perfect bite. Yeah. When you get your marshmallow the perfect color of brown and not black char. Overrated. I kind of like it. Well, what else? Well, we, other things we've made at the campfire, there's these... Tonka toaster pies or whatever. The pies where yeah. you put you know sugar down and then you put in your bread and then you fill cherry pie filling. That sounds awesome. My buddy, you, when we go camping, he brings like the Pillsbury Doughboy um, like crescent roll. Yeah. And sticks it on the end of a stick. And then puts the stick towards the fire, makes the crescent roll, and then you can like stuff stuff in it. That sounds oh, that's awesome. kind of fun. I would that take that. Of, I, I the cherry pies and the pie t- things are really good too. And then you dump it on ice cream. We did a whole Boundary Waters trip where we only ate food out of Tonka toasters, and it was really what good. What is a Tonka toaster? You know, it's like the thing you make the pie oh, the with. Pie. The, those you those know, metal you, things yeah. that you hook together at the end. I never pie knew that. irons. Yeah. Did and, you ever know that was called a Tonka toaster? No idea. Neither did I. Yeah, and we made that nothing but meals out of... Because you could have Reuben sandwiches, Yeah, we made cheese. pizza stuff, yeah. and oh. sandwiches, and Mexican stuff, and then we never dirtied a plate. It was the best Boundary Waters trip ever. Okay, that, that is a very... You <laughs> You are funny. How many times a year to go to Boundary Waters? Uh, at least two, sometimes three. Last summer was... Last year was three. How many times have you been, Brittany? Zero times. Is that because you didn't want to carry your own canoe? I feel like after you were in the Army for eight years, you just think, like, I've done with camping i've never in my life been like i want to go camping did you carry how heavy were the packs you had to carry out on trail it depends like sometimes they have it where it's specific ruck march where they have to weigh a certain amount but Uh i was a medic so i had a big old aid bag but then when i was actually deployed like when i was not in training pretending i was in war okay actually trained we're always in a vehicle so it was like why were we rucking for so many years oh my word annoying but that's one of the best things about boundary waters camping is that most of the time, you're traveling in a canoe and you're not carrying stuff. I mean, you can bring heavy you stuff. You have to portage. You do, but th- you, that's the price you pay for the beauty of the solitude uh, that you get when you canoe somewhere. I went in seventh and eighth grade. Was Camp it you wagon? Did you love it? Loved. And I'm it, so glad we're talking about Boundary Waters on Earth Day, by the way. Me too. Because this that is, is the most amazing place. You know what? In in the book, A Thousand Places to Go Before You Die, Minnesota yeah. only has one place listed, and it's the Boundary Waters. What not a, any other place in the state of Minnesota is listed. Not Fridley. Not Mall of America? Not Woodbury. <laughs> not MOA. Not the giant ball of twine. Not even in Minnesota. Nadia's yeah, cakes. Nadia's cakes should be listed later today. Um, um, Abby Jimenez has her latest book. She is Nadia Cakes, of course, but she's also this amazing author. And Life's Too Short is a great book. Um, she is just delighting people everywhere with her writing. And I think this one hit the New York Times bestseller list this week too she's amazing so she'll be on at 3 30 we've got john bream coming on <gasps> at 4 30 to talk everything about prince's 
fifth year anniversary of his death and what that experience was like yesterday out at Paisley Park. But right now we got to take a break, I believe. And when we come back, it's stories we can't get enough of. Time for It's Matt Belanger. Belanger, Belanger. Is that it? It's Matt Belanger. No. Belanger. Want to try again? It's Matt Belanger. Juliet, that's not even how you pronounce Bazinga. It's, it's Matt Belanger. Don't listen to them. It's Matt Belanger. It's Matt Belanger. Belanger, Belanger. Belanger, Belanger. Matty B from KSTP, Channel 5 Eyewitness News. Hi, honey. How are we all doing? Thank you for having me back this week. Wow, I had to take a week off because, you know, the big move and everything. I know. We had a vote whether we should let you come back into the club. (laughs) (laughs) It was close. Listen, It was close. I I have so many. (laughs) I'd love to know who was voting. Anyway, (laughs) uh, I I was listening to the last segment. So many thoughts. First of all, this entire three hours is just going to be like one giant Julia's random thoughts. Well, is there a problem with that? No, I mean, that's why people listen. They love you. Um, I also see milk, for the record. Oh, thank and you. I, am, and th- I know. Yes. And I am also now grossed out by marshmallows. Thank you very much. I know. We are not going to be leading with the pig tendons. But you say milk, too? I do. I'm a milk guy. Yeah. See? I've always, and I, and, and, some people, I moved from the East Coast, obviously, here, and I thought it was like a regional thing, maybe, but I'm, I've am i always said milk. My family members have said milk, and, and, and the people who say milk or whatever it is, I can't even get my mouth to do that. Ugh, so it I, sounds so you guys phlegmy. realize it's spelled with an I and not an E. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Rongo, you're so, outnumbered. Know, so is Lori. <laughs> Lori does it, too. This is very, this is a happy day for me that I'm with my people. <laughs> Peeps. My people. You, Rocco, you just wait till we're all back in the studio together, man. I know. Yeah. No kidding. And I'll celebrate with some milk. <laughs> there you go. Gross. Right. It sounds it non-gelatin treat. There we go. Okay, what is going on it, wow. today in our news? Well, the, the big story that I can that I you know, I'll be I'm gonna lay it out for everybody. Uh I am uh, in the middle of this move, which is exciting and wonderful. We have this little house we're moving into, and we're thrilled, but I'm also, like, a little unplugged. But uh, first, before I get into the news of the day, I wanted to to share with you, because I was, of course, listening to my talk, 107.1, on the radio in the Penske moving truck the moment the verdict came down in the Derek Chauvin trial. And it was a surreal experience, because, Lori, I was listening listening to you, Lori and Julia, and... um, and uh, it was just, it was remarkable. And would you not believe, I, I happened to be driving through, um, I was kind of avoiding the highway because I didn't know right. what was going to happen. Right. And so I was going through North Minneapolis to get to Roseville where the truck came from mm-hmm. and kind of cutting across the north. Sure. And I saw people, I mean, I'm going neighborhood by neighborhood block. And the moment it happened, I saw people bust out their front doors and start start cheering and and just saying that's right and 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 I and I was witnessing this this moment on the street and I felt I felt a little lucky to not be Working. pulled up in the newsroom right. in that moment because I was I was literally out on the street and was able to see so many people's raw reaction to the news and that very moment and I'll always remember what I I mean I'll always remember what I was doing because I was in the middle of moving and it was so chaotic but I'll always also remember what I witnessed and it just that that moment in history it's, it was incredible you know boy we were so nervous but not nervous um you know mm-hmm. listening to news but it it is really it was 
a moment of relief, of joy. That's so cool because I we were saying the whole time, like we were watching all the, the people, you know, express their happiness and everything around the Twin Cities area. And I'm like, we want to be out there with everybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So good. Just, Thanks it was for just, sharing It was that. a moment for me as a reporter to because we, we, we observe the, the world and then we, we report on it, right? Right. And just for me to be able to see... You know, I wasn't able to do that because I wasn't in the mix that day. But, right. but to, I wanted to share that here with you all. Thank you. I just, just the joy, just, just stepping out on the front porch. And I didn't even have to hear what they were shouting because I knew. And right. I could see it on their faces how so many people felt. People of all colors, you know, you know yes. uh, were, were doing this as I was driving through. And so it was just, it was it was a moment that I'll always remember. And, and actually, the news of the day builds on that. So uh, you may have heard that the Department of Justice, uh, the federal uh, Attorney General uh, Merrick Garland has now announced that um, the feds basically are going to take a look at the Minneapolis Police Department now right. in the wake of this guilty verdict. And they're going to be checking and looking into whether excessive force, unlawful policing tactics are systemically used within the Minneapolis Police Department. Uh, um, Attorney General Merrick Garland said that he, you know, he's announcing this civil investigation to determine uh, whether they do this. And he also said that uh, in, in his comments, he understands that the, the wounds that have happened in the community and across the country have deep roots, and too many communities have experienced this. And the verdict in the Chauvin trial, I'm paraphrasing the attorney general here, uh, does not address the, the potentially systemic policing issues in Minneapolis. Right. The trial addressed Derek Chauvin right. in that moment and George Floyd. It did not fix the, the the systemic problem in the department, and the Department of Justice is saying first it's got to determine if there is one, right? And then and then it'll it'll take action based on that. And so that 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 was being launched. That's a big step I for think the federal government to take. I think so too, and I'm glad they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he seems like he's pretty cool. That guy, the Attorney General Merrick Garland. <laughs> I mean, he really. I, I just think that this is a good thing for Minnesota for this to be done. Yeah. I, and that's the other part of all of this, too, is, is isn't it interesting, all of the comments that have been made, I forget who said it, maybe you all will remember, but it was about how Minnesota is known as the, as the North Star State. Um, and it was a celebrity uh, presence who said this, and, and they're hoping that this all happening here in our state Will now, you know, help 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 it help the nation find its way again. Yeah. You know that yeah. this will be the impetus of some um, positive change. and lasting real change yeah. on the ground. But the, but so that investigation is going to be going to be a big moment going forward. So. I would agree. I would agree. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mm-hmm. So I'll be honest, I didn't, you asked me also, uh, for, you know, my homework assignment that you give me every I time. I do give him. And you asked what I'm watching. Uh-huh. And so my, my television's on the floor in the basement right now. So we're not, <laughs> so we're not watching a lot, but, um, uh, but this, I'd love to share some stories of the move if we have time. I mean, well, tell us, tell us what it's like. All right. So you're, you're a first time home buyer. Yeah. And it's scary. And, and so it's a big, it's a big thing because you, you finally get possession of the house and then you're able to get in and, and for, for the first time, uh, see what you bought. Right. <laughs> yes. So, uh, and, and, yes. I mean, and, and, and here's the other thing about this home buying market right now. Um, we're very lucky. And I, I want to make, make it very clear that we feel very lucky that we were able to get what we consider to be a great house. Cause there are a lot of people who are trying it and it's hard right now, but we, you know how long our initial showing is? Do you know how long we were in this house and had to make a decision on it before? Uh, Ten minutes. Now we, but do about fifteen, yep. fifteen minutes in Wild. the front door to shoes off. It was get in, get out. Um, they were like shoving us through, and we had to like. It, it was. I felt like one of some weird twisted prices right episode or something, you know, because we had to. Had to make a, a educated guess on an offer, but anyway, now that we've got in, we're slowly falling in love with it. And I, and you know, I was nervous at first, but maybe people can relate to this: is that after you're in for a while and you're starting to like clean things, and I'm shampooing carpets and washing walls and all, you know all the crazy things, and you start to slowly kind of fall in love with the house, even for its deficiency, right? Oh, so. Because you make it yours, and so you're like, oh, I'm going to be able to paint that one day, and then it'll be okay. And you know, we're going to do this, and we're going to do that, and and it's growing on me already, and it's only been a couple of days. It's oh, really, it's really sweet. You're going to love it. I think one of the things that's different is I remember walking by my first home that we bought, and it was for sale by owner, and I mm-hmm. I walked by, then I called my mom, then I think mm-hmm. I had a friend come. And then I'm, you know, um, my husband who was hunting ex- at the time he was hunting, yeah. he got to see it. <laughs> Isn't that funny? But I mean, how many different showings yeah. and how many people got to approve it before we made the offer? And whereas now it's like you get in, you got to make an offer, you got to own it, you got to do it now. Yeah. And you don't have time for regret. No. In this market no, right don't. now. And in life. You know what? It's, make Keep the going. decision. Yeah, make I the love decision. Well, I'm so, and your house is so beautiful. You're in the Bremar neighborhood. I hope you don't mind me telling people that. Uh, no, that's okay. Matt, I, I, that was my last neighborhood. neighborhood before we moved oh, really? out to the suburbs. Yes, I love it there. I'll have to ask it's you so offline great. where you live. And we, we, met, we met our neighbors. Our neighbors are phenomenal on all sides. They're just the, the most pleasant people. Wait till we you have us over for happy shop. hour. They're not going to like you anymore. Oh, yeah. Cup of Java. <laughs> love will, me. Cup know? of you gotta, Java. You got to get everybody fully vaccinated, and then we're going to have a little soiree. Okay. We'll make s'mores. Well, yes, we'll, we'll have marshmallows. <laughs> there we go. And drink milk. Oh. Listen, Matt, nice With to talk milk. to you. I know. When do you it's come, a pleasure. When are you coming back to work? 
So I'll be back on Monday. I mean, okay. of course, Leah McLean, my fabulous co-anchor's holding down the fort, but I'll be there Monday, 11 a.m. on Channel 5. All right. It's daytime. Congratulations to you, and thanks for calling in on your day off. Of course. See you, everybody. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We are so delighted to have Abby Jimenez with us. She is a best-selling author. Her third book is out. Uh, it came out April 6th, I believe. Life's Too Short. She is also the owner of Nadia Cakes has been on the Food Network, makes people smile and delights so many readers. Abby, how are you? Hi, thanks for having me back on again. Absolutely. You know, I have to tell you that um, I had a good friend, maybe a sister, who was going through a rough patch maybe a month ago, and I ordered her your first two books. This one hadn't come out yet, and I said, you have to read these. They'll just make you feel better. And I sent them to her and she was like so delighted. Your books make people feel good. I think oh, you, I'm so happy to hear that. Oh, yeah. I just was like, your life is rough right now. Why don't you just read these? They're fun. They're romantic comedies. You um, they're so real, too. Um, so anyway, thanks for being back on again. We had you on last for the um, I think it was the friend zone. But now this is your third book. Life's too short. Tell everyone what it's about. Yeah, so Life's Too Short is about a travel blogger who is grounded from her travels, kind of like we all are right now, um, after her younger sister leaves her infant daughter with her. And Vanessa's up one night with the baby. The baby's crying. It's 4 o'clock in the morning. She can't figure out what she's doing wrong. And her very attractive, uh, very um, uh, handsome and successful next-door neighbor, Adrian Copeland, comes over and knocks on the door and asks her if she needs help. And it turns into this beautiful friends-to-lovers romance. And it's, uh, it was an instant New York Times bestseller. I'm, I'm so excited about that. This is my, um, my most popular book yet. And uh, it's, it's kind of like the romance that we all need right now. There's a lot of escapism in it. And you know, Vanessa has this really inspirational way of living. She's um, a very much a live-for-the-now type of person. So I think readers are walking away with a lot of really good um, sort of life mottos from the book. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't want to I don't want to give away too much more. But it is it it'll make you laugh, it'll make you cry, and um, you can pick it up anywhere. It's available on Target, Barnes and Noble, uh, Barnes and Noble in Minneapolis, and Majors and Quinn in Minneapolis both have signed copies. If you want to pick up the signed copy? Oh, that's wonderful. It's available on audiobook. It's so good. It's so good. And and why? It is your books are perfect escapism. I think you just hit the nail on the head. And when you talk about um, this woman who just happens to live next to this gorgeous man who's single, mm. <laughs> it's just so fun to put yourself in that moment and how she does live her life because of what's going on in her life does kind of inspire you. But it also, you know, you deal with some pretty there's some pretty deep things going on in the book, you know, addiction issues, you know, um, different, um, you know, am I going to die? Am I not going to die? Some of those type of things. I don't want to give away too much, but it there's deep things that are meaningful that you think about while you're just enjoying the book at the same time. Yeah, I like to touch on real life issues in my books. You know, the friend zone dealt with infertility. Uh, the happy ever after playlist dealt with grief mm-hmm. and life's too short deals with, a. a a ton of different different things in the book but you know that's i i like to put those things in my book because that's real life you yeah. know and real life is what happens around these things that happen to us so you know i wanted to explore what would happen uh if uh two people fell in love and one of them might not be around 
in in a year. That was one mm-hmm. thing that I really wanted to explore with this book. And I know it sounds like these topics are so heavy, and but it is rom com. It, it <laughs> totally. Like is. I remember when I was pitching this to my editor, I'm like, okay, hear me out. All right. They've got all these issues, but it's funny. And my editor was like, okay, I trust you. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely touches on some serious stuff. Um, and there are trigger warnings on Goodreads if you want to check that out, if you want to make sure before you dive in. But um, it is a romance and romances, the genre requires that there is a happy ever after or a happy for now at the end. So I will make you whole at the end. And yes, you did. And yes, you did. You know, um, I was reading in your author's note in the back of the book that you were inspired by a real-life YouTuber, Claire. Yes, Claire Wineland. Yes, she had cystic fibrosis, and she did a, did a lot of what Vanessa does, which is travel the world and educate people on what it's like to live with a chronic illness and encourage people to live uh, with dignity. And, um, you know, while Vanessa is a fictional character and she has um, different issues than um, Claire dealt with in her life, uh, Claire is just, she's such an inspirational individual. She passed away at 21 after complications um, uh, with a a lung transplant. And there is a documentary on her, um, on YouTube. You can actually look at her story. But I recommend that you do that. After you read my book, check out Claire Weinland's story because she was such a wonderful young woman. I know. I, I, I haven't done that yet, but I just, um, you know, just the attitude of Vanessa in the book, who's kind of um, modeled after Claire. It's really lovely that people live in the here and the now and you can be positive and you don't have to always have this doom and gloom outlook on life if, if you're living with a chronic illness or whatever it is. And that that to me, I think your book is so good. If you're just joining us, it's Abby Jimenez. The book is Life's Too Short. Um, so you were an instant um, New York Times bestseller. So tell me what that feels like. Uh, well, to be honest, it caught me totally by surprise. Um, I got the call from my editor and I was home alone, just like in my pajamas, making lasagna or something. And um, she was like, you hit the New York Times bestseller list. And I didn't just hit it once. I hit it twice. I hit in two different categories. I hit in combined uh, paperback and ebook. And I also hit in paperback only. It also hit the USA Today bestselling list and the Publishers Weekly bestseller list. And it was the number one selling romance on Bookscan in the nation the week that it came out. So it's, it's a really, it's, guys, it's such a good book. And I, and it's set in Minnesota. Yes, so it is. Now, yes, it is. Which is so fun. It is so fun for readers to see like places that they recognize mm-hmm. in the book. I read it a while ago, and I'm just remembering now about that. Yes, of course it is. And at the holidays, it's such, this is such a good book. What a fun feeling. So you had, you know, you have this amazing cupcake stores, Nadia Cakes, and then you pivot and you're writing, you're, you wrote three great books, and I heard you just got another three-book deal. Yes, so I just signed on to another three-book deal. I release one book a year. My next book comes out in April of next year, and it's called Part of Your World. Um, but, yeah, I just these, – these things all started off as my hobbies. The cupcakes started off as hobbies, um, and the book started off as a hobby, and it's just – I'm very fortunate that the things I like to do for fun are things that other people like to buy and enjoy. Um, and I, I honestly have to pinch myself. Like, I can't – I can't even believe – First of all, that I'm even an author. If you would have told me this five years ago, I would have been like, "What?" Because I didn't go to school for it. You know, right. I, 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 didn't, I didn't even take, you know, and I didn't take any classes at all. I, I sort of taught myself how to write. Um, but it's very humbling, 
and it's very surreal. And I'm just glad that everybody's having as much fun with it as I am because I love writing these stories. It is, it is so much fun for me to bring these people and these universes into the world and have so many other people enjoying it with me. Gabby, that's so cool. All right, so because you're an inspiration, so here you are, you take your hobbies and you trusted yourself enough to follow through with it. Did you grow up reading romance novels or did you have favorite authors that you loved re- that you loved to read? In this oh, yes, genre? I grew up, I, I was always an avid reader, always. And um, when I was in high school, I used to read these, you know, like the, the, the romances with Fabio on the cover. Oh, I yeah. used to love those historical romances. I mm-hmm. would just blow through them. So I've always been an avid reader. And when you read a lot, you know, you, you sort of understand, like, how to lay out a story, you know, what, what expectations there should be in a book, um, how to keep the reader wanting to turn pages. Like, I sort of, like, absorb that. And that's, that's kind of how I, I learned to write. So, you know, reading is so important. It, you know, um, but yeah, yes. I've always loved romances. I, I love romantic comedies. It's my they're my all time favorites. So I just sort of slipped into this genre, and I just am having so much fun. I love it so much. That is so awesome. Do you feel Do you feel pressure that you have to do a, deliver a book a year, or is that just it's it's fun? Um, actually, a book a year. I'm a, I'm actually a pretty fast writer, so okay. life's too short. Actually, all my books, I I can complete a book in two and a half to three months. Like life's too short was basically took me three months, but one of the things that I told my publisher was I never want to feel rushed. I don't, I don't ever want to have to work on some crazy deadline. Like I, I want this to continue to be fun because the second it stops being fun for me, I'm not going to want to do it anymore. And I feel like the readers can tell when you're not having fun. Right. So I told them I wanted, I want to do one a year and that gives me plenty of time to take my time with it. If I'm not feeling it for a few months, I can set the writing down and come back to it when I'm in the right headspace. So it's not at all, it, it's not too much for me. One a year is, is a very good feed for, for putting out these books. Um, if you're just joining us, with, we're with Abby Jimenez. Um, the book is Life's Too Short. It's so good. I love that they come out in paper, trade paperback too. I want to ask you something. Have you had any interest on anyone writing rom-coms, doing movies, doing TV shows, or anything about the, your books? Oh, yes. Um, mm. So if you've ever watched The Great on Hulu, the yes. production company that created The Great on Hulu, that is such a fabulous show, um, Throughline Entertainment has picked up all three of my books, and they are currently developing uh, the Happy Eruptor playlist for a major motion picture. Um, Gail Mancuso signed on to direct it, and uh, screenwriter Marissa Coughlin has signed on to write the screenplay. So they are in; they are actively developing that book right now for a movie. Okay, that is so exciting and cool. Good for you. Congratulations. That is that is so awesome. Do you think you'll have yeah, your cupcakes so be in the books? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I, I put Nadia Cakes in all of my books. I know like, you shameless, did. You know, cameos and all of them. Smart woman. Um, I, right? I, it's like, I've got, this, I've got this book. I mean, I could put... Like, why would I fictionalize a cupcake shop when I can just use my own, right? Well, I know, so I put them in all the books. And, and one of the things that I will request if I get if I get to make any any of these uh, demands yes. um, is that they film the Happy Ever After playlist in Minnesota because parts of the book do take place in Minnesota. Yes. And that Nadia Cakes gets a shameless cameo. Oh, in- you know what? <laughs> For you. Those are my two demands. 
Julia and I would be amazing background cupcake eaters. Just no lines. Don't give us any lines. (laughs) But we'll be in the back just like huffing them down one after the other. So if you need some background. Okay, we're just talking about it. What's the cupcake this week? What's the cupcake of the day? Um, well, actually, every time I have a book come out, we create a special cupcake for the book. Okay. So right now in all Nadia Cakes locations, there's a strawberry guava cupcake for life too short. Okay. And the frosting matches the cover. So you can pick up a copy of the book and take a picture with your cupcake. And the cupcake <gasps> is um, for the whole month of April. Oh, that's so fun. That's cute. I'm going to stop by the wood. I, yum. Abby. You're an inspiration. Congratulations. How fun that you are getting to live your best life and really your hobbies have turned in, your passions have turned into successes and that's just wonderful. Can't wait for your next book. People, the book, Life's Too Short. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It's phenomenal. You'll love it. It's, it's just, it's escapism um, that is just so deliciously fun. Do you have, all right, we have to ask you a last great book that you've read. I loved People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry, and I think it's coming out on May 6th, but I have to say that book, I think it's probably one of the top five books that I've read in the last five years. I absolutely loved it. It's a rom-com. She's got fabulous witty banter in her books, Um, and you might know Emily Henry from Beach Read, which was a huge bestseller last year, so she's already a very very well-loved author, but loved it, loved it, loved it. You have to pre-order that one. All right, I'm totally on it. I'm totally on it. Thank you so much, Abby. We'll look forward to talking to you soon, and keep us posted on every... Gosh, life's good for you. That's so fun. (laughs) (laughs) I'll call you for that cameo. Promise? All right. (laughs) We'd be so good. We really would. All right. Thanks so much. Now, when we come back, um, we all had some uh, TV watching assignments. We're going to fill you in on those. We'll be right back. Okay, we forgot. We have two books to give away. 651-641-1071 for Abby Jimenez. Greatest last book. Life's too short. Um... So call us and we'll put those in the mail to you. One of them, I have to admit, is mine. So it's it's used. <laughs> Will it be autographed? It'll be. I could autograph. You it. should. You should write so like a little note. I I always put posty notes in these when we mail them out. I always say, you know, enjoy the book. Thanks for hanging out with us, LoJ. I always sign them. But anyway, she was she's such a positive person. I know. We got to emulate fun. that positivity. Make. Your passions, your profession. Jeez, get on it, would you? I'm exhausted. So here was one of Lori's passions that I made my profession trying to watch The Serpent. 
Um, yeah. Rocco's watched two of them. I watched Rocco. I finally finished it. Um, I finished it. I think he's taking oh, the yeah. phones. Um, yeah, you finished it. I'm two in. Uh huh. Have you watched that yet? No. Is it good? Oh, it's disturbing. But Ooh. yes, it is good. It's about a con man. It's amazing. The story is kind of amazing. I got through that. Um, um, there's news about um, some other shows. If people are loving, loving. Do you watch um, Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yeah, I've uh, many seasons. I haven't, okay. seen, I haven't seen the latest ones. Um, I wasn't that interested in them. But... Okay, last season was supposed to be the best one. Okay, go. Really great one. And, you know, one of the people who has been on his show forever, Richard Lewis. Yeah. Who plays Richard Lewis, the comedian. Yeah. He had a ton of surgeries and had some health issues. But he's finally back for the final, you know, episode. So he was, they were so excited. So he was back on set performing. So I, um, you're going to be able to see him. Richard Lewis returns to Curb Your Enthusiasm. I love how goofy he is. He got a little, it got a little old, but he's funny. Yeah, they're funny. It's it's a show you can't mass watch. You watch, if you watch it like one every week or so, you can, you know, but it's kind of like Seinfeld in the way that like, they, it's almost too much right. n- neuroses, all right. if you watch them back to back to back. I don't want to watch myself on TV. <laughs> These are all my inner thoughts. How many can I take? No, you're right about that. You're right about that. Um, other things that are happening um, tonight on TV is um, Stowaway is premiering on Netflix. That's with Anna, Anna Kendrick, Daniel Day Kim. Mm. Oh, he's so gorgeous. And Tony Collette. And what they do is they take off for a two-year mission to Mars, then discover an unexpected passenger aboard, and they realize that there's not enough oxygen for all of them. So I wonder who has to be, is kicked out of the... Um, it's the high-risk survivor. Out of, the, you know, the spaceship. Or Ooh, whatever. I'm sure there'll be a vote to mm-hmm. tribal. Um, I'm watching something I really what? want to tell you about. Right, what? It's on Apple+. Plus. Apple+, Plus is, is one of those things that you pretty much get if you, like, subscribe if you get yeah. buy of something or whatever now, i don't know many people that have subs- like actually bought the subscription i bought it for the morning show last year and that was lovely but they're not consistent enough they you know so yeah. if you have apple plus this is another one where it's like the ted lasso where it came out of yes. nowhere there's a show called calls c-a-l-l-s i wonder if this is the one Lori's watching calls it might be this is very up Lori's alley it's kind of spooky but yeah. it, it's it's a little bit of like black mirror um but it's voice acting and it's it's kind of like voyeurism because you listen to these calls between people and their scenarios that they're going through. But they're always something happens that is, yeah, I know, like spooky. I'm getting the creeps. It's something happens that like there was one that happened where this husband and wife are fighting and it's he calls and he's like, I'm sorry. I just I never you knew I never wanted to have kids. I just need to go for a drive. I'll be back. And then time does not happen the same way for him as it does for her. Okay. And the call, so all of a sudden time's moving faster for one person than the other person. And because there's some, he's driving through, and you're going to find out, I guess, in the end, why all these weird things keep happening. Is it, it is each episode like a Black Mirror where it concludes yes. at the end of, so you have a story and yes. then it ends? Yes. Watch oh. it in the dark. No, oh, no. Oh, gosh. And Rocco, he, could we handle this? Rocco and I are... It's it's not... It's it's more... It's a thriller? It's, like, it's not scary. Okay. It's odd, and you'll find yourself a little bit, like like you said, goosebumpy. But right. it won't, like, jump out at you or anything like that. Um, and there's something kind of off-putting about all of it. 
It sounds, it sounds kind of good, though. Oh, and it's so good. It just sounds good. different. Yeah, and it's definitely one of those things where, like, I, there's no way I can sit and do this, right? Like, listen to the audio, and they have... But they do some fun visuals, you know, with lines, and, like, the, the written text is all, like, all over the place. You'll... You won't touch your phone the whole time. Well, that's nice. that's how Call My Agent is, because it's in French. Oh, they- and you have to read subtitles, so you have to, you can only watch it if you're willing to commit. That's how Parasite, yeah, was yeah. too, yeah. Parasite, exactly. You have to commit, but Calls, I like that idea, Apple Plus, because you love Ted Lasso, too. Love Ted Lasso. Yeah, and Rocco, do you do Apple Plus? Uh, no, I, uh, I happen to track down some Ted Lasso episodes, uh, in a sort of, um... In a black market sort of way? Yes. All right. <laughs> um, so I've been watching it that way. Do you like it? I love it. My wife likes it. I, all my friends that have ever sat down and watched Ted Lasso just thinks it's like a, it's the show we need right now. It's, yeah. It's, it's a happy feeling show, right? It is. And there's some feels to it, too. Yeah. There's divorce yeah. going on and heartbreak. Okay. And disappointment, but, um, Yeah. Well, I'm about seven out of ten into it. Oh, so, all right. Yeah. The character development in that show is is done in such a fun way, and the conversations that they have with these characters are just great. Like Ted Lasso is very much so. It's the conversations the characters have. Right. Yeah. Oh, I might have. All right, I'll check that out. Well, other things that are happening tonight. This is why Ellen has been out promoting things. She's got Ellen's next great designer. It's premiering tonight on HBO Max, and it's a reality competition hosted by Ellen. And Felicity Scott Foley, if you remember Scott Foley, remember Felicity? Did yes. you ever watch that? Oh, and she cut her hair. Oh, gosh, I love that. But it's seven furniture designers compete for a $100,000 prize. So if you mm. like design, you know, owns into that. Yeah. Okay, um, we got to go. Oh, we got to go.